Hello, Ambush, and welcome. Welcome to this week's episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast, and I am your host of the DTP. I am the Colton G, and this week on the show, I am joined by Fonky and Son. Fonky and Son's sound has always continued to evolve, but his message is becoming much more clear as he is taking a new perspective on his future house sound with his new album, Falling. Definitely full of good vibes and dance floor worthy grooves, but taking a bit of a more mature approach in expressing himself in the world around him, Falling also sees Funky and Son beginning to collaborate with more vocalists. Having only done so once beforehand as far as I can see, this new collection of expression features an eclectic group of voices. Fonky and Son joins the Desert Tiger podcast today to discuss his evolution as a DJ and producer, his new album Falling, what some of the tracks from the album mean to him, the singers who helped bring it all to life, and... We also dive into what the album's artwork means to him because it is also quite the collage of expression. All of this and more in today's episode. Plus, we're going to be spinning you some of the tracks off of that album, Falling. We're going to play one of them, Mind Games, right here for you right away. But before we do that, we just have to go and shout out the best way to support the Desert Tiger podcast, and that is I love DTP.com. Because besides subscribing to the show, reviewing the show, and sharing the episodes, I love DTP is the best place where you can support the Desert Tiger podcast by copying yourself some fresh new Desert Tiger podcast gear so that you can rep the show every single place that you go. All right, let's go ahead and get this started with this track. It's a jam. It's a banger. It's going to get you moving and grooving. And it is called Mind Games. To tune it out now 
Funky and Son. Yeah, the Valentin. Am I speaking to Colton? This is Colton. Hello, Valentin. How are you today? Great. Yeah, I'm great. What about you? I am fantastic. Always good when you get to slow down and connect. It is. It is. Of course, we're going to be connecting all about your new album, Falling, which I'm super excited to get into. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of research on the album, and it looks like there's quite a few things to get into, a lot of depth in this project, so I think we're going to have quite a bit to dive into today. I hope so. (laughs) All right, of course, before we dive right into uh, all of the depth of the new album, Falling, of course, I want to dive into some of your musical influences, where it all started. Uh, In my research, I see that your dad was pretty big into classic rock. So how exactly do you end up transitioning from that classic rock scene to house? I started uh, listening to, uh, to music probably because of my dad yeah because he was a middleman and he really he had a really great collection of uh, vinyl and uh, his states went to uh, classical music to uh, rock classic rock to reggae so uh, yeah um, i was a kid uh, i used to uh, listen to a lot of music yeah, in the house and uh, when i was uh, 13 i think my dad put 
a guitar in my hand. Okay. <laughs> Just to hope for the best. And uh, yeah, I learned I, <laughs> I learned to play uh, to play the guitar. So uh, obviously, I wasn't in, into electronic music uh, at first because uh, my my family did did not uh, listen to this. Um, and uh, so, uh, uh, sorry, sometime in English, uh, I'm searching for my words. I hope, uh, I hope that's okay. No, please don't apologize. Uh, so uh, the first uh, current of music was uh, more uh, rock and roll than. Uh, obviously hard rock because uh, <laughs> as I grew up as a teenager uh, some uh, metal uh, etc mm -hmm. uh, and then maybe in my late teenagers like 1920 uh, a lot of friends of mine used to go to a uh, rave okay and uh, <clears throat> where I lived in France it was uh, close to the Belgium border and in Belgium all the the, the, the laws that apply uh, for the nightlife mm-hmm there's no law. Uh, <laughs> clubs, op, club, clubs used to open uh, the, the the Friday and just close the Monday morning. Yeah. Every uh, every weekend they went out do some uh, clubs, some rave, etc. And uh, really begging me to uh, to to go with them. Uh, first I said no because now nah, uh, electronic music is not real music. You know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> did you <laughs> did you uh, uh, heard that before? Yeah, yes. I, I was that kind of guy uh, <laughs> before. I was actually the exact same type of person. Really? Oh, yeah. It, it, it's just um, a misunderstanding of uh, all that uh, culture. No doubt. Uh, but uh, I, I, as soon as I was um, uh, in front of it, because one day I said, oh, okay, okay, fine, I'm going with you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember I went to a huge, huge uh, party uh, at a huge club in uh, Belgium and I, I was just amazed I was amazed and uh, it, it looked like a, a giant circus with uh, house music and it uh, <laughs> was really crazy yeah really crazy and uh, that day I fell in love with uh, the, the the culture the people and and then I I began to be uh, more um, uh, understanding you know mm -hmm. about that kind of music and uh, and then I began to uh, to listen to uh, to some new to some electronic music. One of my friends was a DJ, so I learned uh, to, uh, to to mix on vinyl with him. And uh, yeah, it was uh, really playful. All of that was really playful, you know. Mixing house music was really entertaining. Going out uh, the the weekend uh, at the rave and the Belgium clubs was really entertaining too, as a young uh, as a young man. And uh, yeah. Uh, step by step, I began to be addicted by uh, electro music, house music, and uh, the, that culture. Yeah. Hmm. So the addiction to vinyl would eventually replace the guitar you were playing before. Then. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a, that's a bit true. That's a bit true uh, because uh, that was my new thing, you know. And uh, um, uh, I guess I had more uh, uh, more fun, just more fun. With this, then the then the guitar, and uh, I, I already uh, knew how to play the guitar pretty pretty well, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to learn some uh, other things because uh, with a with a guitar, but it was great for uh, for rock music or uh, but uh, with uh, electronic music and the, the samplers, the drum machine, the synthesizers, suddenly 
uh, there's no limit. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, there's no limit. And uh, I, I wanted to learn. I wanted to, uh, to to sound design my own sound. So yeah, yeah, the the, the guitar uh, took uh, took a bit of uh, of dust <laughs> for uh, for quite a while. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So eventually, like in 2008, I believe it was, you released your first EP on vinyl only, which is yeah. nowadays that was. Back then, that was very common for the dance music industry, but nowadays it's mostly moved to the streaming. So, doing that and having like that sort of a release, and then transitioning to the more newer platform, what was that like for you? In, in, in fact, uh, my uh, my EP uh, that uh, was released in two thousand eight. Uh, at, at first, uh, the label didn't plan to release it on vinyl. It's just because uh, they felt like uh, there was some hype building uh, behind the, the EP before the release. Then they decided to, okay, we we, we are going to do uh, an effort and uh, put it on vinyl because uh, uh, it's not released yet, not released yet, and a lot of people are asking for it. They probably thought that uh, was uh, worth it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I was really, really proud of that because that was my first release, uh, official release, you know. And uh, I, at first, I was quite disappointed that uh, it just would be uh, on a streaming platform and uh, on some uh, on uh, iTunes and Beatport, only dig- digital, you know. And um, yeah, when they announced me, uh, hey, we're going to do the vinyl, I was really, really excited because uh, for me, it was an accomplishment, you know. Mm-hmm. It was the proof, the physical proof that I uh, finally made it. You know, finally, finally made a release uh, because I had a vinyl. And uh, yeah, I, I always, uh, always loved uh, vinyl. And uh, of course, it's a bit disappointing to see that uh, slowly uh, not disappear. I, I think it will, it will be here uh, still for a long, long time. It's starting to make a comeback. It seems. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, uh, a cycle maybe because uh, I, I remember in the in the 90s uh, I, I heard that before you know uh, oh it's it's making a comeback because of the old uh, all the DJs and then all the DJ went on uh, the um, uh, DVS you know uh, like uh, Sarato and uh, Tractor and then when the, when it started to, uh, to 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 slow down vinyl made a comeback and, and another one and another one I think the, the beauty of uh, of vinyl is uh, uh, just the uh, physical object. It's an object, you know. It's a piece of art. It's uh, way more magical than just playing an MP3 on uh, on a device. You know. I agree. It's listening to the whole thing is an experience. It's a story to listen to each side of a vinyl. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. And uh, yeah, there's some, uh, I don't know, there, there's something when you put a needle on the record, on a turntable, you know, it, it's it's a machine. Too. It's uh, really a, a beauty of human in, in, in general to, uh, to, to to be able to play a record uh, on vinyl, on, on a turntable. You know, there, there's something, uh, yeah, there's something magical. You know, human has, uh, uh, a special bond with uh, uh, vines, you know, a special bond with uh, with uh, 
with bread all over, all over the world, they have a special bond with vinyl. I sincerely think there's something magical about that. Yes, there truly, truly is. So, in between, it's five years between the first EP and the Thirsty EP, which ends up getting released through a UK label. So, why was there five years in between? Was just life experiences happening, or was there like a specific like weight? Uh, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot happened um, uh, during that period. Uh, I, I had a son uh, in two thousand nine. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'd say classic life uh, took over a, a bit. I wasn't into uh, breakbeat break any, anymore. I, uh, I changed uh, through the years. I went back to, uh, to more uh, house music because the, the, the EP that uh, was released in 2008 uh, was, uh, was a bit breakbeat-ish. Break Okay, different style. Yeah, 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 really, yeah, yeah, really different style, different crowd, different crowd, different, uh, different labels. Uh, yeah, very, very different. During that time, 2008 and uh, till uh, 2013, uh, I was, I was thinking about uh, how to, uh, to to make music again, to to make another release, but. Uh, more uh, according to what I was listening at that time, and uh, I, I was a bit fed up with uh, the breakbeat scene. Uh, I had a lot of unreleased uh, breakbeat uh, songs that I never released uh, because you you have to uh, to finish the, the the song to you know bring the polish on uh, on each song that take uh, a lot of time. The songs that I was beginning. To, to make at that time were more um, uh, interesting for me, more housey, more uh, I don't know, more more, more uh, relevant uh, for for the the, the era. So uh, yeah, when um, when my uh, my songs were finally finally uh, uh, mastered, I started shopping uh, for for labels, and uh, I found uh, yeah that uh, UK label. Uh, Named uh, AV Disco Records. Yeah, I, I was sure they they were going to like the, the my uh, my music, and maybe I think there was the there were maybe the fifth uh, label I contacted, and um, right away, right away, uh, maybe half an hour later when I sent the the links, the the label uh, answered me and said, "Wow, that's right on." Uh, what we do, so uh, yeah, we're really interested, and we we talked a bit, and uh, agreed, uh, made, made a deal, and uh, yeah, they were released. And uh, that <clears throat> that the the first uh, release when I I changed my name for uh, because before that it was Nick Funkinson, and after that it was just Funkinson. So um, I wanted to uh, to make a. a uh, distinct separation between the the eras, you know. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a change in style; it was definitely like a move forward, as if you were bursting forth from a cocoon, sort of thing. You're not no longer a caterpillar; you're now a butterfly. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Okay, fantastic. So then, how do you end up getting hooked up with your now label, who you've been working with since 2015, Lisbon Lux? One thing that was great. Is- 
uh, about uh, Li Lisbon Lux. Uh, it was a label from my uh, from my, my home, my, my city. I'm from Montreal now. I live in Montreal, and uh, that's a label from Montreal. So obviously, it's uh, way more uh, easy to, uh, to 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 connect with uh, the people at the label. But just a bit before before that, uh, when um, so after the release with the heavy disco, I, I wanted to. Uh, I had tons of uh, new music to release. Mm -hmm. uh, I just had to to choose which song uh, uh, deserve to uh, to be polished. You know, because uh, for a release, uh, maybe you have uh, twenty songs and uh, you end up with a four four song uh, EP. You know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I remember uh, the label. Yeah. I, I remember the label contacted me and said, I heard about you quite a bit by some friends and I heard you are from Montreal too. Would you like to have a drink sometime and discuss about music? So I said, yeah, of course. I remember playing a gig with them. So they had the occasion to see me perform, have some drink together. We and uh, we we got quite uh, along uh, well, and uh, after that they told me where was their plan for uh, the, their artist, and uh, it wasn't just releasing music but managing uh, their artist, and that was really uh, nice to hear because uh, there was there was all that was missing in uh, in my artist life, you know, like uh, coaching, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, nowadays, you 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 do when you're a musical artist, you have to do uh, everything. You know, you have to do everything. It's quite a it's quite a quite a lot of work, quite a lot of uh, domain of expertise that maybe you don't you don't have. And um, having a, a management behind me, uh, telling me, okay, now we we're gonna do this, and here's the Here's the strategy. Uh, focus on that. We focus on that, and and uh, also they, they they book me. Uh, they book me the the gigs, you know, and they can play the music on radio, on uh, TV shows, or cinema. Uh, so all those things I couldn't do myself because I I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I didn't know how to do uh, to do this. It's a it's a whole new world, you know, and uh, that's not really mine. I'm just making music. I don't know how to sell it, you know? Mm hmm Well, yes, and the music industry was definitely in a shift point around that point, too, where Spotify wasn't necessarily making the amount of money it wasn't either, and, like, a lot of people were saying that the music industry was a low point or even around just even five years ago, and now it's definitely brought a lot more revenue back into the industry, so having people who can handle promotion and where to properly advertise and everything else is really essential. Yeah, yeah, really. And uh, you know what? Maybe uh, it, w it wasn't really the case back in uh, to, uh, 2014 when I, uh, I, I met the, the, the label because when I talked uh, with them about their vision, I remember thinking, uh, wow, they're, they're um, uh, a bit traditional, traditional about... Uh, uh, how to to sell uh, music, and somehow I, I, I thought it was very very good, but uh, also 
in that in this time of times of change uh, in the music industry, uh, I, I really wonder uh, how, how they're going to make it. And years later, six years later, uh, I think the, their bets uh, had paid because uh, they, they, they followed a more traditional way of selling music. And we are seeing that traditional uh, uh, method uh, back now in, uh, in, uh, in the music industry. I'm, I'm quite happy about, about that, about uh, the deal I, I made with them, to, to, to be with them. Uh, because a lot of uh, label that uh, appeared interesting uh, to to me uh, back maybe six years ago or, or may, maybe even uh, eight years ago, no, they, they were um, more focused on the uh, oh, it's uh, internet days. We're just making music for the internet, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and now no 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 now it's uh, it's more uh, uh, more more global, and uh, I really like that about them. Okay, well, definitely a lot bigger vision, which is good. It's always good to look worldwide rather than on one aspect of the game for sure. So let's get into your second release through Lisbon Lux, which was Follow Me. It happens to feature from what I can see, from what I've heard, your first collaboration featuring Lawrence of, I'm totally going to butcher the band's name, so I'm not even going to say it, but... So what what exactly was the thought behind? Was you were you just afraid to help bring more people in? Because I see that with falling, you've definitely brought in a lot more collaboration as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, since I started to uh, to do uh, to release electronic music, uh, I was just that that dude in my studio working alone and uh, and doing music. You know, that the way I learned to 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 do this. I don't know. It just work uh, work that way. But a lot of people uh, ask me, why, "Why aren't you uh, in inviting uh, a vocal artist on uh, one of your songs? Would sound great." Uh, uh, I was like, "Yeah, yeah I, don't know, I don't know, I don't know." And um, when I started to uh, to compose uh, the, the song for "Follow Me" album. Uh, I found yeah I found uh, I found a spot for uh, for a vocal artist and uh, I just yeah wanted wanted to try the, some uh, something new so I invited uh, Laurence from uh, uh, Le Couleur uh, disco French pop uh, band from Montreal also on the Lisbon Lux uh, label okay. uh, and um, I remember having that. Uh, instrumental that was more pop than the than house and uh, yeah uh, I, I was thinking uh, yeah if, if one song um, uh, gonna have a, uh, a featuring uh, maybe it would be uh, this one so uh, I spoke to uh, to Laurence to, to see if she, she was interested I made her listen to the song and uh, right away, she she began to be inspired and uh, compose uh, some lines. And uh, maybe I don't know. Uh, two days later, she 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 had the the whole uh, the the whole song uh, finished. Hmm. And uh, when when I when I listened to uh, to it, it was so far away than than I, I used to to compose. Uh, I was 
really, really amazed uh, about her work, about how the whole uh, song uh, uh, turned. It, yeah, it elevated my game, uh, really. And uh, I was thinking, wow, uh, I was afraid uh, I was going to be disappointed by this, but uh, not at all, not at all. It's, uh, it's really, really nice to have that uh, feature on the, uh, on the album. And uh, it made me grow as a producer because uh, I started to uh, to learn how to mix voices, not not uh, sample voices, but really uh, some singing. Hmm. So yeah, I really liked uh, that experience uh, with uh, with Laurence. And uh, when I wanted to uh, to to compose the the, the second album, uh, Falling, I wanted to go there. I really wanted to go there because uh, it was so uh, so nice, so rich, you know, so uh, a really good experience, uh, and I wanted to to do some more with uh, the the falling album. Okay, so you definitely did a lot more of that, not only bringing Laurence back, but also bringing on new singers. And I also see that you wanted to make this album a lot more mature, put a lot more meaning behind some of the songs. And you can even see that on the album artwork as well. So before we dive into the music, I want to dive into the album artwork. You can see signs of pollution, some war, even a little bit of global warming. So is this some of the topics that we're tackling on this album? What inspired the artwork? Uh, for uh, for the artwork, uh, I, I'm not uh, I'm not writing uh, some uh, some text, you know. And when I, when I ask for a singer to do a feature, they they come up with uh, their own uh, meaning, their own uh, writing, uh, and I don't really have a you know a say. Uh, about, about that, because when I when I ask them to to do uh, something, they, I ask them to do their thing. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I express myself through uh, music, through instrumental music, but is really abstract. Uh, okay, uh, it's uh, I, I try to express some feeling, some emotion in my music, but it's really abstract. Uh, and uh, I wanted to uh, to 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 point. Uh, to point out uh, a concern of mine, uh, and uh, I think it should be everyone's too. Uh, it's uh, the, the the environment, the global warming, the every everything seems so uh, threatening, you know, these days. And uh, because of us, because of uh, our way of life, uh, uh, because of the pollution, because of the the way that world economics uh, work. Yeah, <laughs> those are some stuff you can't really uh, express through instrumental music. So uh, I, I, w- I wanted to to have something to say about that. So uh, I had uh, this uh, theme, and I asked for uh, a designer here from uh, Montreal, uh, Pierre Nicolas Rieu, very very talented designer, and uh, yeah, he listened to uh, to to me, uh, and right away. He, he began to have uh, some uh, some some great ideas because <clears throat> when I spoke uh, to him uh, about the, the the cover, so uh, uh, I told him, uh, yeah, I want to express uh, the glo- uh, about the global warming, about the environment, uh, and uh, uh, one way that I wanted to uh, to to expre- express uh, this was uh, um, 
quite second second degree ish. I wanted to to have a scene where someone uh, had too much clothes, new clothes on him, and because of that, he uh, he wants he wants some cold, so he has a, a reconditioning uh, right uh, right next to him, mm-hmm. and uh, he he's uh, in front of a river with a lot of uh, plastic in in it, etc. So. And uh, he said, "Yeah, that's maybe quite interesting, but I, I don't want. Ma- I don't see uh, just a single scene about that. Maybe it would be more interesting if we express all the, the all the things with the pictograms." And uh, he came up with that uh, that idea. Yeah. So the, it, it begins with uh, with uh, uh, a man punching uh, punching another one uh, in the in the face. And uh, if you look closely, uh, the 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 guy has a, a, a straw in his drink because mm-hmm. we made a we made a whole thing about plastic straws banning straw, and uh, yeah, it's, it's great, but I think it's not enough. He, that way, it express you're familiar with a social justice warrior, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes that uh, that kind of person uh, don't hesitate to uh, to shame, you know, to shame the other people. Because uh, oh you don't do this like that oh you're a, you're an awful person and eh? oh you have a strong drink uh, don't you think you and uh, yeah okay but we're all full of shit in this oh everyone I'm I'm just talking uh, with you with 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 a with a cellular you know mm. I make music on a computer I live on a, on the internet uh, but we're all full of shit. Uh, so I, I can't, yeah, I, I can't uh, do uh, some uh, some shaming about uh, uh, the environment or how oh, you should do buying this, not this, not that. No, we, everyone, we just do what we can. Mm-hmm. But there's no no need to uh, to, to 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 shame uh, the other people. That that social warrior hit uh, that person, the poor person, uh, on his face because he has a straw in his drink. But uh, as you look uh, at the other uh, drawing in the in the cover, you realize, yeah, but there's another problem. There's an economic war. There are new nuclear weapons all over the world. There are pollution. There are plastic in the in the in the ocean. Then, uh, and that's just a tiny part of the problem. And we shouldn't focus on that. We should focus on the bigger picture. And not point out to everyone the oh no you, oh you eat some meat oh you shouldn't do that oh you, you know uh, I I think we a lot of um, uh, but straw the straw banning the straw ban is a good example of that because it uh, eclipses that's a word in English mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that uh, it's a, it's a screen for uh, the other problem that bigger way bigger problem. And we should focus on the bigger problem if you want to uh, to have a nice uh, planet for the future. Well, absolutely, because if we keep focusing on everything that the tinier issues, and if we keep fighting with each other and we keep attacking each other, like someone who may have supported your cause before, you may actually turn them off of your cause by getting aggressive with them. Exactly, exactly. 
what you want, baby Gotta work on it if you want them to see it, babe uh, You said that you need it But you're moving like you already had it made uh, Cause you're getting way too comfortable And I feel it like a sinking chair out of control talk about how you went into finding some of these other singers that helped bring Falling to life. You mentioned that Laurence from Le Couleur came from a band that happens to be on the same label. So what? how did, exactly did you go about finding these other singers? With uh, SoundCloud, uh had quite um, uh, some following on SoundCloud and uh, uh, always received some uh, nice messages on the, on the mailbox 
that says, hey, nice music, man. Uh, and very, very often, I, I'm not going to say every time, <laughs> but very often uh, uh, when I receive that kind of message, I respond. And uh, then uh, I go to check their profile, if, uh, if uh, they're music musician too, if they're singers. And uh, one day it was uh, that dude called uh, Desir. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he just sent me a message to, to say he liked my music. And uh, I said, hey, thank you, man. Uh, I'm gonna, gonna check, uh, check out uh, your page too. And uh, that dude was a singer. Uh, so I listened to uh, what he what he did, and uh, I was quite uh, impressed with uh, his voice, with uh, the vibe, the style, the the pop in uh, in his voice, um, uh, in his style. It was very 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 nice to 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 listen to, and right away I thought, okay, uh, I don't I don't have right now the uh, a track to uh, to try something. Uh, with him, but uh, definitely I will remember his name and ask him later when I when I when I'll be ready. So I, I so I just uh, said back, hey, uh, nice to know too. Uh, I see uh, you sing. That's very nice. Uh, I'm always uh, uh, looking for some uh, some singers, some features. So uh, that's that's just you know we keep in touch. And uh, last winter, uh, me and my family. Spent some uh, time in uh, in the under the sun in Mexico for three months. Uh, it was really 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 nice experience because uh, it was in uh, 2018. I had maybe uh, 50% of the album uh, already made, but I was stuck. I was I was really stuck. Um, I didn't know how to make the whole. Uh, Sound design direction for uh, for the album. Uh, all the all the songs, all the tunes were really uh, raw, and uh, didn't have some uh, artistic direction. And uh, I was stuck. I didn't know how to uh, to to uh, to get them better. Uh, we went to uh, to Mexico for uh, for three months. Yeah, what well, do you know? Under the sun, every, <laughs> everything uh, comes clear. <laughs> And uh, after uh, yeah, after a few weeks, uh, I started to, uh, to to compose again, and I finished the song. And uh, when I was uh, close to finish the instrumental of uh, Mind Games, I asked uh, uh, asked Desire if uh, he wanted to uh, to sing on uh, on this one, and uh, he, he answered me uh, right away. And uh, the next day, he sent me some uh, some lines, and uh, I was really impressed because it wasn't just some ideas. It was the the song, you know, the, hmm. the <clears throat> desire already uh, understood uh, where where the, the the lyrics, the 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 verse, the second verse, the structure of the song. He, so when he when he got back to me, every, everything was here. It just took some uh, a bit of refining, and uh, we made that uh, awesome song. And I'm really really proud of uh, of that. Uh, and uh, yeah, for the for the other songs, uh, he uh, he pointed me some uh, some other uh, uh, some uh, some other artists he was uh, working with, and I listened to uh, to their music, and uh, uh, yeah, I made some uh, some choices with uh, with some people, uh, and um, yeah, for um, uh, for the song you got it, I, I was looking for. Uh, 
a female singer um, that sounded, you know, a bit of uh, R&B, mm -hmm. but uh, who would be nice on a more electronic uh, R&B, like uh, something a, a bit like Katrina beats, you know. I was searching for for that kind of vibe in the in her voice, uh, but with uh, some uh, influence of the 90s R&B, like Maria Carey, you know, the, some uh, some artists like that, uh, some uh, R&B divas, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, I tried uh, I tried a song with a girl that uh, was called uh, Vanessa, and uh, there too I was really impressed because when she got back at me, she got back at me with the old song, you know. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, the, every every feature on the album went went really, really, really nice. And I feel really lucky because uh, I know it can be a uh, sometimes it can be hard. There's a lot of back and forth, and uh, everything went really, really great. Uh, uh, each artist with whom I, I worked really understood what I was looking for. And, uh, the, yeah, they just got it. Yeah. No, that's good, because when you're trusting your uh, children, as some people would put it, with other people, sometimes you're afraid that they don't get it. And when they not only get it, but they're excited to bring it back to you quickly, that shows that you really got something special going with these connections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I, felt, I really felt lucky. To, to, to have that because I, I know I know it can be uh, quite messy and if uh, two people don't understand each other uh, can be uh, can be very very long and hard to, uh, to get it back on the track all right well let's dive into some of these tracks let's dive into one of those tracks with desire mind games you mentioned it it's a very positive track but it tackles um, some very negative emotions that we have about ourselves. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, I, I really, it was, uh, uh, ask uh, the, the desire, okay, do, do your thing, do your thing. So I, that wasn't my uh, direction for the, for the lyrics, just, okay, so talk whatever you want to talk about. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he, he talked about, uh, yeah, talked about the self-confidence, and uh, but the the noise you can put your, uh, uh, yourself in your head, and sometimes it can be really hard to uh, to think clearly because just because of of yourself of your thoughts. Uh, and uh, I, as an artist, of course I can understand that because <laughs> I have to fight my own thoughts every day, mm -hmm. every day. For sure. Maybe it makes my uh, life a bit uh, harder, you know. But it helps me. It, it, it helps me um, to keep being creative, you know. Because mm -hmm. I, I feel like uh, that's uh, almost an urge for me to uh, satisfy. I have to, I have to create. Mm -hmm. I have to create because uh, uh, otherwise I have too much noise in my head uh, and uh, I can't think clearly and. Yeah, I have to uh, I have to work on uh, on uh, on a piece of music to <laughs> and get my creativity going, and after that, uh, I feel better. You no. Know? Mm-hmm. You know, it's very easy to get down, and sometimes you just have to get the gears going so that you can actually feel what it's like once they're running once again. Yeah, yeah. but sometimes it can be very very frustrating because you 
you you really uh, I, I really uh, think I, I need to do that. I need to uh, to uh, bring out something out of my head. Uh, but sometimes the creativity is just not there that day. It's not or, or just not that good that day. And sometimes it can be very very frustrating because you you feel you have to do it, but you can't. No, exactly. It can get very tough, and you can definitely beat yourself up for sure. Yeah. So another song I want to dive into is Reefer Madness because I was reading into these songs and I saw that you mentioned it's about like sort of getting comfy inside of your anxiety and I feel like that's an emotion that a lot of people can connect with. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. You, you know what you, uh, well, sometimes uh, people say about uh, German language that they have a word for that defines everything, for everything, for every feeling, for every emotion. For every uh, 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 psychological problems, and uh, in another language, you have to uh, to, to to write a, a whole paragraph to, uh, to to describe it. And uh, that was that was what I, I was aiming for: to make a piece of music to express that feeling. Because uh, unfortunately, um, uh, I'm an anxious uh, person. Uh, uh, I manage my anxiety, and but sometimes I, I feel like uh, I, I'm getting submerged by it, and I just have to let it go, you know. Mm-hmm. Because if I fight it, uh, it will drain all my energy, and uh, it's like a, yeah, it's like a, a big tsunami that I learned to surf, you know. And uh, it happened to me so many times that now I'm even sometimes comfortable in it, mm-hmm. uh, like a po- poisonous home, you know, uh, I'm home, I'm home, but I know it's poisonous, it's not good for me, but I know it, mm-hmm. and I know where are the sweet spots in that house. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's may- probably it's mm-hmm. uh, a way my brain uh, found to, uh, to cope with it, no, probably. Okay, no, I definitely understand that. Even though you know that maybe this isn't the greatest situation or position, for some reason you're still letting that couch uh, get your butt groove into it. Yeah, 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 kind of. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I want to talk about the last track of the album, Atmosphere, because it's a very uplifting sound. And you can definitely hear various different styles and sounds in it. Definitely a lot of that 90s house movement a little bit of 80s vibe in there as well. So definitely going through a lot of your inspirations. A very strong track to close the album. Yeah, thank you. I, I re- I'm really happy that uh, you uh, you heard it that way because that's exactly what I aim for. Uh, in fact, that uh, that uh, last track of the album is also the last track I composed. And I wanted to compose the, the, the last track as a conclusion of the album. But I wanted to finish all the songs to be able to write its conclusion and uh, I wanted to to put in there a lot of influences that I have here you can uh, you, you can hear uh, uh, more uh, uh, it's not a classic uh, house beat you know uh, on it mm-hmm. I, I think when I think about the the, the beat on atmosphere it rem- reminds me a bit of uh, the Etienne de Crissy work on uh, Tempo Vision that went out in uh, 2000, early 2000. 
and I want to, to bring some 90s elements in it uh, with a sample of voice, the 80s uh, feeling with, uh, with the, the, the work on the synth uh, sound design. Yeah, I want it to be a melting pot of uh, my influences in, uh, in, uh, in music. Mm-hmm. No, it was definitely a very good uh, encapsulation to the rest of the journey there. And then, of course, you finally get this in vinyl as well. So what is it like to hold this baby in your hands physically once again? Yeah, oh, yeah. But it, it's very, very, very uh, satisfying. Because um, uh, that album, uh, different from uh, my other work, because... Uh, it's more collaborative. Co- collaborative. Uh, a lot of people have worked with me uh, on on this one. Uh, I even uh, invited uh, DJ Noil from Montreal too, who's a friend. Uh, he's a, a turntablist, so he made some. Uh, mm-hmm. He made the scratches on uh, the ultraviolet uh, song. And uh, yeah, I felt like it was more some uh, more of grow- I don't know grown up music. I. I, I I felt like uh, I stepped up uh, in the production of, uh, of that album. And uh, if, one ad- if one release that I made deserve to be on vinyl, it would be this one. Because uh, it's, uh, I-, I don't know, it's more uh, it's a, it's a big piece of work. Yeah, a lot of work went into this. You know, saying, um, it's not just a, a DJ doing some uh, music in his basement. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, more like a yeah music, musician's album. And, uh, I really like uh, really like the. I'm really proud of uh, of this one. Uh, how it turned out because uh, sincerely, uh, <laughs> halfway I was uh, desperate, very desperate uh, with this. Nothing came uh, nothing came uh, good anymore, and uh, yeah, uh, everything uh, everything came up. When I went to uh, to Mexico, I was more relaxed, just being uh, in front of the of the sea every morning. Uh, I don't know; it just uh, nourished my uh, my my creativity, and uh, I, I I knew what to do for uh, for uh, for the album to uh, to to sound interesting and to be uh, to sound like a whole, you know. Like you said, the sun helped make everything clear from there. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today, Funky and Sun. And Thanks for having me. The pleasure was all mine. Thank you very much, Colton. Thank you very much.
That audio journey that you just experienced. Well, that, that was called Atmosphere. In the middle of the show, we played You Got It, and we kicked off this episode of the DTP with Mind Games, and you can find all three of those tracks, as well as the rest of Funky and Sons' new album, Falling, on your favorite music streaming service. And maybe, maybe if you're a vinyl person, maybe you want to check out his social media, maybe he has a few more of those kicking around, maybe you want to cop one of them, give it a spin. I want to go ahead and give a big old roaring DTP thank you to Funky and Son for joining us today to tell us all about that new album, Falling. I have to give a roaring DTP thank you for Eric Alper for helping with setting the whole thing up. And of course, last but not least, a roaring DTP thank you to you guys, the listeners of the Desert Tiger podcast, The Ambush, for tuning in today, for listening to this episode, this journey with Funky and Son. If this was your first experience with Desert Tiger, maybe you want to join The Ambush by hitting that subscribe button. Maybe you want to review the show, help us grow a little bit. Five stars would be fantastic. Or maybe, maybe you enjoyed this show enough that you want to take a screenshot of it, share it on your social media, and if you did so, I would be ecstatic if you tagged me, the Colton G, the Desert Tiger Podcast, or Funky and Son, so that we can show you some mad love for doing so, for checking out the show. Yes, yes. Because you deserve it. Alright, like I said, thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Next week on the show, I'm not 100% committed to which direction we're going to be going. But of course, it's going to be a journey. It's definitely going to be another journey. So until then... Go ahead and continue to chase your dreams. Those of you who are out there chasing change in the world, continue to fight the good fight as well. And until next week, bye bye